0: Shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au.
1: I think God's pre-wired us to long for something more. Definitely. You know, the Bible says that God has set eternity in our heart.
0: Yes.
2: Today, Pastor Greg Laurie talks with author Lee Strobel. There were nights as an atheist when I would stare up into the blackness and say, really, is, is this it? I mean, when I die, I just am snuffed out forever. Fortunately, uh, the, the greatest news about heaven is that it's real. And the worst news about hell is that it's real. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace how sweet the sound Can you hear all
0: the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins Today Pastor Greg Laurie has invited a friend of his into the studio for a fascinating discussion. Our guest is New York Times best-selling author Lee Strobel. Lee is a former atheist and at one time was the legal editor of the Chicago Tribune. He's trained in the law and in investigative journalism. We continue a look at the afterlife in this special broadcast titled The Case for Heaven, focused around Lee's new book.
2: Like a lot of atheists, I believe that it was like the light going out in a refrigerator. Wow. You close the door in the refrigerator, the <laughs> light goes out. I thought you just ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. And you know, just as you didn't exist for millions of years before you came into being, um, now that your life is over, you just ceased to exist forever. Um, and that is actually a very frightening thought, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. there were nights as an atheist when I would stare up into the blackness and say, really, is, is this it? I mean, it, when I die, life just goes on uh, unchanged in this world. And, uh, and I just am snuffed out forever. Uh, it's a frightening thought. Um, and, and the thing, the thing about it is, you know what, as an atheist, I was willing to accept it. If it mm. were true, you know, as difficult as it is to deal with it, if that is true, I got to accept it and, and learn to live with it. Fortunately, it's not true. Mm. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, the, the greatest news about heaven is that it's real. Yes. And the worst news about hell is that it's real. Wow. Mm. So the, the afterlife is, is it is real. There, it is a reality. And so I think the evidence as I present in this book points powerfully and persuasively toward the fact that there is an afterlife and mm. uh, so i hope people read it and get encouraged um, and realize that you know as greg often will say where we end up spending eternity is dependent on how we respond to this yeah. offer from jesus christ of forgiveness and eternal life as a free yeah. gift of his grace
1: i think god's pre-wired us to long for something more you know, the bible says that god has set eternity in our heart yes And we don't know what that something more is, or to be specific, that's someone more. But we think, oh, as a little kid, it's, you know, a new friend, it's a a new bike, you get a little bit older, and it's uh, a wife, it's a husband, it's a career, you get a little bit older, it's retirement, it's it's security, financially, et cetera. And, and, you know, and then you keep moving forward and you find out that's not it. And, And I was thinking when I was a little boy, I was like 16 years old, I would lay... Uh, I would be awake at night, and I believed what you believed, Mm. that I would cease to exist. And it freaked me out. I thought, how can I cease to exist? Because there was that kind of that pre-wiring that there's more. And that was a search. And, of course, ultimately, I came to the same conclusion you came to. I wasn't the legal editor of the (laughs) Chicago Tribune. I was just a confused (laughs) teenager. But I I found the same answer that you found, Lee, in a relationship with God through Jesus Mm. Christ and so
2: that that's a great he gives us he takes us from hopelessness to hope exactly, and and what you said is so true. Ecclesiastes talks about yeah. uh, God has planted eternity in our hearts, and the the, the Hebrews there is, is, is a little confusing, but um, uh, you know where I see this illustrated in the life of non-believers yeah. is they try to somehow achieve immortality apart from God, yes. and so they want to write the great novel that is going to carry their name on after they die. They're going to design a cathedral. They're going to paint a painting. They're going to they're going to put their name on the side of a building. They're going to give to a hospital and have a wing of the hospital named yeah. after him that way I'll live on um, interestingly some people have large families uh, partially because they want their name carried on into history the family mm. name to continue and yet if you ask the average person um, what was the name of your great great grandparents they don't know yeah mm. they don't I don't know the names of my great-great grandparents and and then if they do know you say but do you care yeah no, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, with you know, if there is no God, then these, these vain quests for immortality amount to nothing. They amount to nothing. Wow. Um, the amount of your DNA, which will continue on into future generations, gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So that in a few generations, there's not enough to, to, to fill the mosquito. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, apart from God, there is no hope as you say, and yet with God, there is hope. And 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 what, what excites me as a guy who tends to be rational and illogical, respond to evidence is, you know, this is not wishful thinking. It's not make-believe. It's not fairy tales. It's not mythology. Um, this is based on solid data. Uh, and, and I cite data from the Bible. I, I cite data from outside the Bible to say that there is good evidence that we do indeed live on uh, forever in one place. Or another.
0: Thanks for joining us today on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today in the special program titled The Case for Heaven, Pastor Greg is joined by best-selling author Lee Strobel. Let's continue as Lee explains why both believers and non-believers struggle to comprehend what heaven will be like.
2: The Bible says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has even conceived of what God has in store for those who love him. We can't understand the beauty, the wonder of heaven yet. And so the Bible uses figurative language to try to suggest to us in in an accurate way, but to kind of give us a little bit of a foretaste or an appetizer to try to understand what heaven's going to be like. But the truth is, we can't comprehend it yet. In fact, um, you know, in this world, we see a color spectrum, and it's based on the light from the sun in heaven, the, uh, the the color spectrum would be based on the light of God. Hmm. And so we're going to see colors in heaven we, we've we never seen. Hmm. And and how do you describe that to someone? You can't. And so the Bible can't say, well, here's a color you're going to see. And you, you can't describe that. Yeah. So the Bible uh, gives us suggestive language and so forth. And um, uh, sometimes that can lead to a bit of confusion if you don't interpret it uh, properly. But... Um, I think the confusion um about heaven is true, as you say, not just among non-believers, but among many Christians. I hope this book gives people a um a sense of encouragement, uh, a sense of wonder, a sense of anticipation a sense of joy. I mean, when you think, consider this, you've seen pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope of, of mm, the mm-hmm. incredible galaxies and you know billions of light years width of the universe and so forth mm-hmm. and the beauty and the wonder of it. God, God called that into existence. And when you look under a microscope and you see the complexity of a cell and you see the beauty of flowers and the wonder of the animal kingdom, you say, this is the creativity of God. And to say that this God is going to create an afterlife, a heaven that is going to be an expression of his creativity and love for us, a place designed for us to to maximize our sense of pleasure and joy and adventure and wonder. You think about that, and you go, "Okay, I may not understand yet exactly what heaven is going to be like, but I'll tell you this: I can't wait to experience it because it. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's just going to be awesome." That's yeah. right. So, Lee Strobel,
1: you are seventy years old. Yes, I am. I'm an old man. Well, I'm right behind <laughs> you. So, I, I am one. I'm sixty-nine. Yeah. You know, we all leave a legacy. Hmm. We're all remembered for something. How would you like people to remember you?
0: Hmm.
2: That's a great question, Greg. I, you know, I, I think about sometimes, like, what, what would I want on my tombstone, yes. you know? And I think I'd want something along the lines of, he dragged as many people to heaven with him as he could. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, God, God redeemed me. He changed me, transformed me, gave me a mission. He gave me purpose in life. Um, and I just want people to experience that. I want people to have what I've had, which is the joy and the adventure and the wonder of knowing God personally through Jesus Christ, uh, and experiencing that on a daily basis of being um, enriched by Scripture and and the the, the wisdom and the the um, uh, stories and the the, the, the uh, insights that we get from Scripture. I just want people to experience that. Yes. And I think of my um, father-in-law was an atheist. Mm. And uh, he had a stroke, and um, the doctors told us he was going to die soon. And so uh, we had him at our house in a a lazy boy chair, and I I said to my wife and his wife, who was a Christian, I said, you know, give me one more shot. And they went out to do something, and and it was just me and Al. And I looked to him, and I said, Al, do you realize you're dying? Yeah. I don't want to be in heaven without you. Wow. Your daughter, your grandchildren. Your wife, we don't want to be in heaven without you. Hell, please. And I, for 45 minutes, I cajoled him. I reasoned with him. I, I explained the gospel again and again. And, and then I began to see tears in his eyes. Hmm. And I said, you want to receive Jesus right now, don't you? Hmm. And he nodded. And at the age of 87, atheist his whole life.
1: Unbelievable. Yep.
2: He prayed. He received Christ. And then... My wife came back and his wife, and, and we, we we had a celebration. We were going to cook a dinner and have a party to celebrate Al coming home to God. But then we noticed something was wrong. His left side was sagging. He, he was having another stroke. Mm. We called an ambulance. Leslie, my wife, got in the ambulance with him, went to the hospital. I got in the car. She got to the hospital, and they put him on a gurney, and they were wheeling him into the emergency room. And he looked up at Leslie, and he said— Uh, Tell Lee thanks. Oh, wow. And he went in, and that stroke ended up destroying his mind, and he lingered for a while, and then he died. You got in under the wire. Under the wire. The last cogent conversation of his life. And he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And wow. I will spend eternity in heaven with him, even though it was under the wire at the last moment. You know, Jesus tells that great parable about the landowner who, who hires the workers, some at nine in the morning, some at noon, some at 5 p.m., and some at the end of the day. And then he pays them all the same thing. And And they say, well, wait a minute, how fair is that? And he said, are you questioning my generosity? Yeah. You know, God's grace is so overwhelming that even my father-in-law, um, crusty old guy, army veteran, you know, tough as nails um, to receive Jesus in the last conversation of his life. Now in heaven, uh, he'll be with grandchildren and great-grandchildren he never met. Cool. And uh, that's the, the wonder of God's grace. He drug as many people to heaven as he could. Is that what you <laughs> want, <laughs> right? I love that. I haven't
1: heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> if, a, if an older Lee could speak to a younger
2: mm-hmm. Lee, like a, a young boy maybe. Yeah. What would you say to yourself? I think I'd say, keep searching. The truth is out there. Yeah. You know, I'd want to say, don't give up. And, and I say that to anybody listening who says, I'm not sure about this stuff. I'm not sure I believe. I'm not sure what I believe. Keep searching. The truth is out there. The Bible says in the Old Testament and the New Testament, those who sincerely seek God are going to find him. Yes. God rewards That's those who seek him. And so I would say, just don't give up keep seeking and you know what the seeking process is not in vain um it's a good thing when i came to faith ultimately after two years investigating the evidence god gave me that two years of evidence now that i use in reaching out to others with the gospel and so it's not a wasted time and so as you said you know many times to ask questions to have some skepticism as long as there's a healthy skepticism is okay yes um Pursue answers, pursue evidence, and, you know, God will reward those who sincerely seek Him.
0: This is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. Today's special program is called The Case for Heaven. Let's continue as Pastor Greg's guest, author Lee Strobel, shares the story of the phone call he received from the famous daredevil, Evil Knievel.
2: Yeah, evil can evil. A man who lived, you uh, know, uh, was a womanizer. He was a drunk. He was uh, went to prison for beating up a guy with a baseball bat. Um, just a, lived a very godless life. And uh, one day, my phone rang, and I picked it up, and, and uh, I said, "Hi, this is Lee." And uh, the voice says, is "This Lee Strobel? I said, "Yes," and he said, "This is Evil." And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> Satan has got my phone number. How, can Satan do that? Is that? Can, is it? No, no, he said, "Is evil can evil. Oh. <laughs> and he told me the story. He said it was I was on the beach in Florida and God spoke to me. I said, I felt it on the inside. and God said to me, Robert was his real name. He said, Robert, I've saved you more times than you'll ever know. Hmm. Now you need to come to me through my son Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. And he had this experience, and he thought, I don't even know who Jesus is. So the only Christian he knew was Frank Gifford, the sportscaster. Yeah. And so he called up Frank, said, Frank, I had this experience. Who's Jesus? And Frank said, um get that book, uh, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, that'll explain it. Huh. So he, he got, he read my book. Anyway, he had a absolutely profound conversion experience. How old was he when this happened? You, you know, think? he, golly, he was around 70, Yeah, around 70 and um, radically transformed, radically transformed. When he gave his testimony at the time he was baptized, um, the pastor literally ripped the uh, his sermon in two and said, You've heard the gospel today. You don't need me to preach a sermon. Evil can evil just preached you a sermon. He just told you about the grace of God and how God transformed his life. And if you want to receive Jesus right now and be baptized right now, come on up. This church, I don't think it ever had an altar call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred people came up wow. and received Christ and were baptized. I mean and I'll tell you one, Greg. Um, as I got to know evil, because we became friends um, before he died, and by the way, on his tombstone, at his request, it says "Believe in Jesus." Wow! But his biggest regret—he used to call me up. He said, "Lee, he said, what if I had received Christ as a kid, as a teenager? My life could have been totally different." He said, "I could have lived for God my whole life, but here I am—I'm an old man." And 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 um, uh, and I would tell him, I would say, "Evil, you know." Um, Uh, God is going to use you to reach people that maybe would not be reachable by someone who became a Christian as a kid because you did live a wild life, and you did live an immoral life, and yet God has redeemed you. He's changed you. He's given you new perspective, new values, and so forth. And and maybe you will have credibility with people that that you wouldn't otherwise have. But his biggest lament was, oh, if I only come to Christ as a teenager. And I think about that when I, I speak to teenagers, um, and I think, you know, have got your whole life ahead of you, yeah. and and evil would have given anything to go back, wow. receive Christ, and live a godly life. Uh, he just had that sense of regret. So I tried to encourage him, and mm. and uh, he became a dear friend. Um, I, I look forward to spending time in heaven with him, because when he died, we were looking for a motorcycle to buy. And he wanted to get an, another uh, Triumph motorcycle, Bonneville, that he used to jump way, way back mm. when. And uh, he was shopping for one at the time when he died, and he was going to give me a ride. uh uh-huh. And I I said, you know, in heaven, uh, I'm going to run into evil can evil. He's going to say, hop on the back, Lee. I'm going to give you the ride of your life.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm just thinking that right now you're listening and you might be a person who's older, 70, 80, maybe even older than that. And you're thinking, it's too late for me. It's never too late to come to Christ. But I'm thinking of someone younger. Listen to the advice of Evil Knievel. Yeah. He had it all. He had fame. He had money. Yeah. He had all the things that people say you should have to be happy. But his regret was, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. Maybe you're young. You can do it right now. Learn from evil's mistakes. And I'm thinking this would be a great time to just invite anyone listening, young or old, man or woman boy or girl, whoever you are, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, why don't you do it right now? That's right, right now. I'm going to ask Lee to lead you in a prayer, and maybe you would pray this prayer with Lee Strobel, a prayer of accepting Christ into your life. Lee, could you lead folks in a prayer?
2: Yeah, just, just pray this. Um, you can say it out loud or just say in your heart. God will hear you. Just say, Lord Jesus, as best I can, I do believe that you are the Son of God. You proved it by returning from the dead. And right now, I confess the obvious, which is that I'm a sinner. I mean, there's no, no mystery about that. I've, I've done things I knew they were wrong before I did them, and I did them anyway. Mm. I've sinned. And I wanna turn from that. In an attitude of repentance and faith, I wanna receive. I wanna receive this free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that you purchased on the cross when you died as my substitute to pay for all of my sin. Thank you for loving me so much that you underwent the torture of the cross so that we could be reconciled forever. Help me, Jesus to live the kind of life that you want me to live because from this moment forward I am yours Amen.
0: Amen If you've just prayed that prayer with Lee Strobel and meant it sincerely the Lord has heard you and forgiven you The Bible says Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and we'd like to send you some materials to help you begin to live this new life we call it our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it and we'll send it your way free of charge if you've prayed that prayer today. Just call us on 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. That number again, 1-800-772-936. Next time, Pastor Greg offers some important insight on the Lord's Prayer. Now, not the one we usually think of, the one that starts Our Father Who Art in Heaven. We'll consider the prayer Jesus prayed on our behalf. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie with author Lee Strobel was called The Case for Heaven. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on one 00 50 11 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor.